0: Bad on Bears fans, welcome into another edition of the Chicago Bears podcast. In the stew, I don't get to do this all the time, so I'm having a lot of fun up in this mug. On today's episode, got a lot to get into as pertains to the Chicago Bears team. I mean, listen, we're going up against a Cleveland Browns team that win or lose. There could be serious implications one way or the other on this team. What is that going to mean for Justin, for Ryan, for Luke, for Matt Eberflus? We're going to talk about all that more in today's episode of the Chicago Bears podcast. And joining me on today's episode, somebody who you guys on the Chicago Bears podcast probably do not know, but... A co-host and, of course, the super producer on the Windy City Breeze, the daily show we do Monday through Friday. The super producer Joel Holt is in the building. Welcome, uh, <laughs> welcome to the podcast, brother. You all right? You okay? Yeah,
1: man. Thanks for having me, man. I'm a yeah. big
0: fan. Hey, we've called you up to the big leagues. Uh, we will be sending you back down after this game. It's the end of the season. Oh man, you gonna be
1: like,
0: you're gonna be like, uh, you're gonna be like uh, um, what's what? Oh, what was his name in Field of Dreams? He got up for one game. The uh, Doc. The doctor in Field of Dreams, they brought him up end of the season for one game. Yeah. He was in uh, right field. Never Ball never got hit out the infield.
1: That's right. I remember that. He, he, he became a dentist, didn't <laughs> Doc he? Doc Graham.
0: Doc Graham. Didn't he, he become a, a dentist or something? A, he became a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> be,
1: well, I'm an IT joking. guy. You know, no, no, right. It
0: worked out. It worked yeah, it out. Works. Yeah, at least you got a fallback career. Uh, <laughs> let's jump into the show, though, man, because I do think that we have uh interesting topic. When you look at the Chicago Bears and and the game that they're getting ready to play versus the Cleveland Browns, First off, you look at the injuries. Uh, It's a terrible day for Cleveland in all sports right now. Uh, Basketball-wise, we're talking about them literally losing two of their biggest players. Football-wise, they lose their starting center today. Uh, Got that tweet uh, earlier from Jake Trotter, Brown center. Ethan Posich is out for Sunday. Um, Brown's down two healthy starting linemen already, and now they've just lost a third. How does the outcome of this Cleveland game affect the future of Justin, affect the future of Luke, affect the future of Floose? That is the topic for today's episode. Let's start off with Justin. And I'm going I'm to throw it to our guest on the show, who's also doing a lot of work because we're in the studio. Uh, when you look at Justin Fields in this Sunday's game, right, a defense that has lost some major pieces as well, you're, you're still talking about a defense that to me is very, very effective, but... When you look at Justin Fields and what he can bring to this uh, uh offense, how do you look at, I guess, how do you look at the impact that he can have on this game? And how do you feel about um, you know, what Justin can do in the long run, or or what would this would mean for Justin in the long run?
1: Well, I think the the whole point is that with this type of game, with this type of competition, what we're hoping to see is that. Um, hopefully the game plan looks good. He's making strides and growing in what he's doing as a as – uh, reading the defense, can he make the right throws? Because yeah. that's really been the knock on him. He can make yeah. the throws. He has the athletic ability to get out of a jam and he can extend plays. But will he be able to make that that one throw through that window that we want, uh, kind of like that smart throw that he did against Detroit? The yeah. free play, he hit DJ Moore, hit a dot, hit him right, dot, dot, all the way down the field. So if we can see him execute and make key plays he might be limited cuz this we don't know if they're going to get a Minnesota type of game plan where they're trying to play you know keep away because they're trying to because it's a tough a tough defense yeah but hopefully uh we see that you know again minimal turnovers just being smart with the football yeah. and maybe he does a couple extra things to get over that hump in terms of just commanding the offense and and making the right keys in the right place
0: still waiting on uh the um Brown's injury report to come out. But I mean, right now, it's, of course, Miles Garrett seems like he's going to go. Uh, he was he was a DNP on Wednesday. He's a, he was a full participation yesterday. Uh, don't know what he's going to be today. But when you start to look at this team, Jordan Elliott, Miles Garrett, um, o, o, I can't never say his name, Ogbo Okunrokowo. Y'all know I don't know how to say his name. Ogbo, right? Uh, defensive end. He's going to be out because of the pectoral, right? Uh, You're talking about uh, Anthony Walker already out. You're talking about Denzel Ward going out. You're talking about uh, Jordan um, Kunisic going out, right? He's got the calf. He was limited today, right? Like they're down a bunch of pieces. This is not a, you know, you're able to just step in there and get the job done no matter what situation. There is a point that it does come to where, you're missing so many pieces. And yes, Miles Garrett makes life so much easier for everyone, but you're missing so many pieces that it does eventually start to affect how you're going to go out there and play. I think we're to a point where, yes, the Browns are somewhat missing enough of those pieces where we have to say if we see a bad game out of Justin Fields, unless it's like Miles Garrett is just killing him all day. Yeah. Right? Like, I guess that's a different situation. But if we see a bad game out of Justin Fields, like, he's just missing things. It's not because of the pressure. He's throwing it to the wrong guys. He's throwing it to the wrong reads. I do think that even though he's built up some really good, uh, uh, um, you know, a, a really good narrative over the last couple of weeks, that could really change things. And the one thing about Fields we know is the Wolves are waiting in the, in the weeds right now, right? Like, that, that's <laughs> the a one lot thing we know. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of them. These guys are they're waiting for Justin to have that one bad game. They're waiting for Justin to have that one struggle game. But what I, I think coming into this game, what we thought this Cleveland team was going to be them not being that a loss versus this team, I think, has major implications. Number one on Justin Fields, of course. Right. But I think even in the in the face of right Matt Iberflues. When you talk about now, they're missing three of their offensive linemen, their starting center, both of their tackles. Joe Flacco is in at quarterback, who's their fourth quarterback on the day. We know Flacco can make plays, but he's not amazing. He's not, like, he's not mobile. He's he's not going anywhere, right? If you can't get pressure, if you can't get home, if you can't get takeaways, and I'm going to be honest with you, at the same rate that you got him over the last week, there's going to be some serious implications where we look at this thing and say, hey, oh, like you got problems here. The inconsistencies have shown their head again. Yes, you were in the hunt. Now your playoff hopes are pretty much dead. I I think that we could be having a very different conversation after a game like this about how long-term guys' careers are.
1: Yeah, we, in terms of fields, like I said, um, it's a very interesting position that the Bears are in, right? Because what we had hoped to see was, some form of maturation with the team get growing. I mean, we had the teardown pretty much last year. Yeah, We ended up with, what, three wins? Three right? wins, yep. So, you know, we were hoping to see a little bit more fireworks coming out in the beginning of the season. And so now um, I think we're still seeing the effects of a second-year head coach, yeah. second-year offensive coordinator, even polls. Second year, like everybody still knew. Fields technically even this is his third year. Second year in – this type of offense. So, you know, technically it takes about three years really to, you know, get acclimated and really come to your own. So this technically, I mean, between all the coaches, you know, this is a wounded dog, right? You got to come and You got to take Cleveland out. Yeah. Now you still can't sleep on them, but you should, this should be a really good statement game. I mean, if I would like to see them kind of, kind of duplicate what they did against Detroit the first time where they were really good for three and a half quarters. Uh, <laughs> oh, no,
0: I'd like to see the second time where they won the game. I'd, no, no, I'd like but I'm saying,
1: <laughs> but they came out. No, well, the defense let let that right. game yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Well, offensively, we looked very good. I would like to see something like that. The Detroit gang was a little stagnant in the first half. Yeah, I did not necessarily like to play calling in the first half. You know, it was very kind of pedestrian. Then they came out in the third quarter after the second half. They came in looking really good. So what I want is a, a combination of that. Really good offense with a dominant defense, which is something that we, you know, based off what we were used to in the 06, 07 type uh, time uh, time period, if we could put that together with this dominant defense with a great offense, that'd be like the first time since since the mid-80s where we had a really good team on both sides of the ball.
0: Yeah. And I, I mean, I think here's here's the thing at the end of the day, right? If If they lose this game, it's like you said, it's a wounded dog coming in right now. We're going to sit here and we're going to heap a lot of the blame on, of course, right, how did Fields play? How does Fields look? Um, I think if he still looks good, if you have a really good game plan, right, offensively and just one piece fails, maybe we focus in on whoever that piece is, right? Like if you have a great offensive game plan and very much like what we've seen with this team, right, I think the interesting thing with the Browns is, right, we all acknowledge the Browns as having this elite defense, this number one defense, and I do think that they do, right? I'm not – I'm not saying that the Browns aren't a team to take seriously, but then you start to look at some of the scores of some of these games, and you go, okay, well, that means that offenses can get to you, right? The Browns lose the, um, the Jaguars, or the Browns win the Jaguars game 31-27. Yeah. The Browns lose the Rams game 36-19. They lose the Broncos game 29-12. Uh, they beat the Steelers 13-10. But the Steelers are gross.
1: So what does that tell you? That means that you should be able to attack this team. Offensively, This, this yes. game plan, like, you, you in, in a perfect world, you want the offense to do, do so much they can do in terms of scoring, and then the defense could just basically shut it down. Yeah. Or sometimes you're leaning on the defense. Um, we should be able to put up 21 points based off this these numbers that you're talking about. But I just hope that. If we're still focusing on, on fields, yeah. him being able to see certain points. But the only thing that bothers me is that I still want us, you know, Detroit was a good team to go against. Yeah. Now Cleveland's kind of like more of a wounded dog team. So you should beat them. What happens when we, I want us, when, like when we went against Kansas city, I want us to look like we belong on the field. And if, I think fields has what it takes. I just think that it's a process that takes a while. Not every quarterback gets an offense just like that, you know, but because of the contract and because you got to pay these guys a lot of money, that always comes up against it. In terms of you being able to, you know, fairly assess a guy, you don't want a situation where you've seen countless examples of quarterbacks that have gotten better, especially in their later years. Geno Smith, you had um, what's our man. And that was in um, Oakland. Who was the MVP? Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon, Rich Gannon was like a thirty-some-year-old MVP. Like yeah. you know, sometimes now I'm not, I'm not saying that we want to wait for Fields to get to 30 something <laughs> years old, <laughs> but They're I'm just already after
0: that, you in the comments, Joel. It's too late. Exactly. But <laughs>
1: the, the point is that a lot of times it does take a while. It's just unfair to a degree of like he's got ability, he's got talent, and he has very good accuracy, a pretty good touch on the ball. But he's just we wanted to get hopefully this game. With the pressures coming, he can make some good key reads and keep growing in his development.
0: Yeah, we'll see what it ends up being. I do want to let you guys know that today's episode brought to you by the Hard Rock Casino in northern Indiana. Enjoy free live music every Friday and Saturday night at the Hard Rock Cafe stage. Get in tune with them, man. A lot of great shows that are happening up at the Hard Rock Cafe stage. Let's look at the flip side of this, though, right? We kind of looked at the losing side of this, right? What happens if they lose? What happens if they win? Where, what is the narrative if they win? You're talking about a team that, at this point now, right, I believe they're five and four uh, in, their, in their last nine games. You're talking about a team that would basically be six and four in your last 10. Mm-hmm. You're moving in the right direction. A portion of that you played with a backup QB who ended up going two and two. Um, Justin Fields, I would assume right in a game like this with a defense that you're talking about, played some kind of game manager role that ended up working out Um, defense, probably still moving in the right direction. If you if you come out of this with a win versus Joe Flacco, who, yes, he's been good, but how good is he going to be with three backups in there? How much pressure can Montez Sweat uh, uh, be able to actually get home on him coming into this week? Like. To me, a win furthers the narrative that these guys have it right. And for all of the people, and for those of you who don't know, Joel is one of the people who uh, play the Michigan fight song every time, you know. Oh, do happens. I have
1: it? I, I might have uh, it. <laughs> uh, oh, 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 oh,
0: hold, hold on to your voice. Where, where is it? Yeah. Where Calm it's, down, oh, bro. You can't play the fight song. Ex- I got song. excited. Man. They Jeez. will sue us. I don't know. We might be able to get away with that one. Uh, <laughs> you, can,
1: you can play it for like 10 seconds yeah, or 10 nine seconds. seconds. It's Six seconds.
0: Uh, but no, I, I think that right. All the people that want hardball. You look at the situation last night, right, where Brandon Staley ends up getting fired. Uh, the GM ends up getting fired in in uh, after that Chargers game, sixty three to twenty one, an absolute laughable game. I forgot to change my fantasy lineup going in it. I had Quentin Johnson in there. He ends up catching a touchdown to win the game. Thank you God, because I was <laughs> in a bad two points, baby. He had yeah, two points baby. on it. I was, yeah. I was struggling. I was nervous. <laughs> but uh, I, I think that right outside of that, we, if you win this Cleveland game, this is the last game that we talked about as this is the game that to me dictates futures for these guys. And I think that you're talking about Floose being back. As much as we hate to say it, I think you could even be talking about Getsey being back. Yeah. Uh, and I think, of, of course, I think at that point you're talking about Fields being back because – Right, In those last three games, we talked about those games as right, the Bears should win those games if they keep playing this way. Arizona here in Chicago, mm-hmm. Atlanta here in Chicago, although if it's a day like today, um, maybe you feel a little bit better about that if you're either of those teams and well, uh, and and finishing off the season on Green Bay, right? Like Green Bay's a a probably a tough game just because of who they are, and they're going to play us a lot harder. but I mean outside of that. It's, we look at those last three games, Is like those are the throwaway games. We wanted to see what you were going to be able to do versus real competition.
1: Well, I think you never want to necessarily look ahead because it's disrespectful for everybody else. But to me, all of this, I mean, Fields, Iberflus, Getze, it's how you coach and attack, you know, these teams moving forward. So um, this is – I mean, technically, this shows you how you can handle the adversity. It's already set up for them to technically win. Yeah, because Green Bay losing helped the Bears. Minnesota, with unfortunate injuries, has actually helped the Bears too, and we beat them.
0: They won three to nothing, though.
1: (laughs) But I mean, they but they but we beat them too. So you know, we have a couple. Early in the year, we had no division wins. Think
0: about that. The Raiders game is wild because they're on a short week.
1: Yeah. But I mean put
0: up 63 points (laughs) on a week where they did two (laughs) walkthroughs. Hey, yeah, Brent Staley. You deserve what you got.
1: Right. But I mean, what we should see is that competent coaching, there's no the problem is there's no reason for you to necessarily lose at least two out of the other three. You might you're gonna have to coach to get out of Cleveland and you're gonna have to coach for Green Bay because we're in Green Bay, and that's all mental. Well,
0: the tough part is, right, though, right, when you look at Cleveland, right, even with what Cleveland has been, even with their home record, their away record, blah, 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 um, the stats themselves, how the defense is played at home, it's almost like they have an advantage at home, I swear. The first thing I thought was, is Harbaugh already in Cleveland? Are there cameras available for him in Cleveland? Because these guys defensively have been absolute monsters at home, and I think that's the one thing to me that I look at and say – I'm not – do I feel like the Chicago Bears should win this game? Do I feel like the Bears, you know, should come out of this at the end of the day with a with a competent win? Yeah, I do. I think that we should still be talking about this as a win very similar to uh, how the Detroit game went. But at the end of the day, there's a real home field advantage there. And when there is a real home field advantage, you have to really look at that and say these guys are uh, – these guys are a team to still be taken seriously in Cleveland, right? You can't, like you said, you can't overlook this team. And I think that if the bears go into Cleveland, to me, the narrative doesn't change. If you win this game, you're talking about now that Cleveland Browns team was the team that you talked about. Are we going to be able to beat them? Are we going to be able to get over the, 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 vaunted record that is there, the six and one record, how dominant they have been at every step of the way, uh, uh at home are you going to be able to overcome that and actually get a win that to me says a lot about the future of everybody in this building yeah
1: um well for the most part to your point uh I look forward to just seeing this is going to be a nice ride you know these next four games seeing what they're made of selfishly well you know what i i, I you can you have to tip your cap to where the bears are they could have easily have folded in, they could have just, just yeah. packed yeah. it in, right. it's a wrap. So I think for the fact of them being professional enough, uh, you know, you heard Jaquan Brisker, like, really champion for Eberflus. Yeah. Uh, that says some things about, you know, sticking up for your coach. Uh, I think that what we've seen from the first four weeks or the first six weeks to where we are now, totally different team. And oh, yeah. I'm very excited that, like, I mean – I'm very excited that the way the defense is played and we still don't have all the pieces we need on that defense. No. And we don't have all the the offense. I'm still waiting to get a couple more pieces on the offensive line. Yeah. But I like where we're going because I always, for me personally, I'm a I look over the forest where guys are in the trees kind of situation. I feel like a lot of people in the trees. You know, they're sitting there dealing with all the the animals and they you know, everything is jumping around you. I'm I'm above that. I'm not looking at all that stuff. I'm not You're dealing the with that. Tops. I'm looking at the treetops. Yeah. I'm looking at the whole landscape. And that's what we're doing with the Bears, where Poles is – he set this team up for the future. So I don't understand why people are talking like, oh, Poles could be out of here. No. He's in year two yeah. of his rebuild. He's in a perfect situation that if for some reason it doesn't work out between this combination of Iberflus, Fields, or Getze, he can pivot. Yeah, He's got draft picks. He if he might run it back again and get another three picks or two picks with an extra player. He's in a great spot. So to me, it's compelling football right now of like they beat the Cleveland Browns. You got a real shot to actually make the playoffs or at least come out of this with a winning record. You finish nine and eight. Yeah. Because other than that, nobody you know eight nine well
0: you still got to win out right it's still still got to win tough right you got to win five games and right like I do agree with you in the sense of five they look like a completely different football team
1: definitely look different
0: they look completely different 110 percent um because the first four weeks I was sitting here complaining about the effort how the hips principle was getting slapped in the face how guys weren't going out there and giving it a hundred percent and that was for everybody that was for guys on the offense I was I was sick of Cole Komet after three weeks. I was like, my God, dude, like, how about you throw a real block? I'm still kind of sick of him a little bit on the blocking side. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, (laughs) bro, listen, when Justin Fields got hit trying to run that football, and I was like, hey, Cole, you're not going to make that block? I mean, like, I didn't want him to. He should have slid. He should have slid, but he thought Cole was going to block. He said he thought Cole was going to block. Cole was the only one that thought he shouldn't be blocking in that situation with two defenders in front of him. But hey, but no, at the end of the day, Right? My perception on Cole Komet has changed. My perception on Jalen Johnson has completely changed. And that's why I say it's a long season. And even what we have left here, if you win versus Cleveland or lose your final three, we're right back where we were, baby. We're back at square one.
1: Yeah. But right? The- like,
0: you can't get too haughty off of the wins that you've gotten. I love the fact that fluce has the 24-hour rule, whether that's real or not. Um, but he talks about it as if it's something that – 24 hours you celebrate the win you mourn the loss you move on we're on to next week let's go
1: see what i what i like too is well hopefully what we see with field so i was looking up some of his numbers real quick you know he threw for 216 against green bay 211 against tampa they they played down in kansas city he had 99 yards passing but then he threw for 335 yards against denver 282 against washington he comes back with minnesota well no he's he got hurt, hurt Minnesota, Minnesota, 58 yards.
0: Yeah, he got hurt against Minnesota. When he plays, Back Back but
1: 169 against Detroit. But now we're looking at 217 against Minnesota. All those screen passes. Yeah. Then we're looking at 223 against Detroit. Yeah. So I, and I that's would,
0: not taking into account how much he was using his legs and all, and games, how
1: much uh, his thumb is healing. Yeah. So you know, I'd like to see that there's he's he's pointing up. Right. You know, will we get a consistent? You know, two, three. See the most of the fans today, they want to see some fireworks. They want to see a guy come out there, throw darts all around the field. And they want 300 yards passing and all that stuff. But it doesn't necessarily always translate to wins. There's plenty of quarterbacks that get those type of numbers and don't necessarily win games. Yeah. And a lot of times, why do they have to pass like that? Either the defense is suffering or the, the, the they don't have a running game. You know, you still want to have a balance. Now, it would be nice that fields can take over the game, which is what we all want. They want super fields out there. They want a super quarterback. Yeah. And all Bears fans are starving for great quarterback play. We want a modern NFL team. You know well,
0: and I think to the effect of that, right, and to your point, how we talked about Justin Herbert is very different than how we talked about Justin Fields. His team was five and nine. Now, granted, he didn't play last night, but he ends up getting hurt. But you were five and eight, but why? That.
1: Because he's throwing up 300 yards, he's throwing up a lot of 300 yard games, and all they're seeing is the numbers, right, and not understanding like that doesn't necessarily equate to wins,
0: right? And he's got the pieces to put up those numbers, he's got the pieces. To and they had listen. Brandon Staley's a horrible head coach, right? Like it, it is what it is. You know what I mean, like he's a horrible head coach. It's fine, right? I get it, right? But guess what? Justin Fields has had horrible head coach. You want to know what Justin Fields' first head coach was the guy that's breaking somebody who was on a pace to possibly become the greatest quarterback of all time. Mm-hmm. He's he's breaking that guy. So that's why I look at the Justin Fields of the world and, and a lot of these, you know, a lot of these situations that quarterbacks are in. I even look at, right, like, I get it. I want the Panthers to lose, and I want them to continue to lose. But what Bryce Young oh, yeah. is going through, what's he supposed to do? I dare anybody to look at that All-22 and look at a situation that Bryce Young is in and say, yeah, that kid's got to make that play.
1: <laughs> well, uh, the, but see, the problem is again, it's the same type of situation. If you don't have you don't have the talent, you no need,
0: offensive line, you, best receivers, Adam Thielen. Yes, a lot running of your running game is Chuba Hubbard. I
1: don't get it. Where it's like all, the, even the great Patrick Mahomes, he's got a Hall of Fame tight end. And when he was earlier, I mean, he's now he's transcended, right? Yeah. He's transcended enough that he can win games on his own yeah. to a degree. There's certain
0: he's a game changer,
1: yes, but there's certain like players, certain players have impact where they could win you a game, yeah, or three or four or five. Whether it's the team, the team as a whole is going to win games, but there's players that can like supersede that. Mahomes has definitely developed into that role of like he can win you probably four or five, six games by himself, but now you're seeing it. You, you got a lot of drops from those receivers.
0: Yeah, but I think the difference is, right, we saw the switch happen there in Kansas City, right? Like, the offense is struggling, Matt Nagy. The offense is struggling, Matt Nagy. Uh, Sorry, I said it again. Uh, The offense is struggling, Matt Nagy. got to keep (laughs) saying (laughs) it. No. And it's – but the defense has picked up its game tremendously. Yes. Right, you're not seeing a defense that's giving up. I mean, we're talking about – ooh, let me look here. But look, let this, me look here. I hold on, hold on. This is real. This is how much the defense has improved. Yeah, but the defense has given up more than twenty-one points twice this season. Yeah, but the entire know, season, this defense has given up more than twenty-one. That's gonna with Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey is gonna win you a lot of football games.
1: But it reminds me of like team identities. Yeah, like the Patriots. How many transformations have they had? When they first started, it was run, run, running, strong running game, great defense, rookie quarterback. They win in Super Bowls off being very methodical and protecting the ball. Tom Brady moves down the field, the kicker wins the game, right? Yeah. Then it transitions to where Tom Brady ascends into Tom Brady, right? So now you're going away from the strong running game. Now we got because they had the, the no name receivers at one time. Then they then they transition eventually where they get to the Randy Moss era yeah. and they're lighting it up then it transitions to the Gronkowski and the Aaron Hernandez the, d- the dual tight end I offense see. I'm just saying but <laughs> they did he, he, he was part yeah, of it waiting on the breeze <laughs> so but, <laughs> but, but the identity of a team has changed where at one point in time then the Patriots had an amazing defense yeah so you've seen all these different changes so Mahomes in Kansas City, we're seeing a difference of taking over the Alex Smith team. That was a 13-3 and team. to now where they are now, where now it's it's the Mahomes team led mainly by him. But now the defense has come up because the, the offensive line at one point in time was very strong in Kansas City. They lost a lot of those first-round picks. They had first-round, I think, Eric Fisher. They had a couple guys that were top uh, top lottery pick uh, linemen, and they, they're not there anymore. So now you're seeing a transition. Where we are right now, we're trying to build the foundation. It might be that Fields is in the Russell Wilson-ish role of a quarterback, of being a quarterback, but we don't have the now, our running game isn't that quite strong because he's our leading rusher. So it's going to get to a point where he does ascend, but the defense very strong. Get the running game. We're isolating the quarterback to let him develop. Now the the, the problem is, you are talking about this contract coming up, right? quarterbacks are making $40, $50 million-type yeah, guarantee yeah. cap hits, so you don't have the luxury of doing that. Tommy
0: DeVito, by the way. I'm paying
1: Tommy DeVito. Paying. Hey. Hey, Paisano. Hey. hey, I'm paying him,
0: baby. <laughs> I'm paying him. A fellow Italian brother. Yeah, let's
1: see, let me see that in four weeks after they get enough tape on the guy. <laughs> hey, listen,
0: uh, listen, I don't care if he's good or not. I just love I love seeing his family. Did you see his I family just, was that's hilarious? All I care about, bro. I swear. All I, don't I, think, I care about is just watching – his family. And just looking at him and going, I know some of those guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some of his family wasn't supposed to be on a camera. Like, hey, hey. <laughs>
0: hey, bro, did you see? Uh, they said they said this his agent. I also saw that it's his cousin. The guy that was on the sideline with the with the top hat. He's on like the cell phone. He had, had, was a, like, had the jacket. You're not the, supposed to have a he cell had fedor. phone on the
1: sideline. I think he had a fedora or something yeah, like you're that. You're not
0: supposed to have a cell phone on an NFL sideline. So this guy's just...
1: Breaking yeah, all yeah, the let rules. Let me get 100
0: units on DeVito right now. I yeah. need it. I need yeah. it. I'm <laughs> telling you, I got a line right here. I'm telling
1: you, I got a line right here. I'm seeing it. I'm telling
0: you. No. No Oh, bet. man. <laughs> hey, man, hit that like button, subscribe to the page. We appreciate y'all. You're talking a lot about building this team up and building up the future of this uh, Chicago Bears team. Let's focus in on Ryan Poles on this one. How does the outcome of this Cleveland game affect decision-making moving forward, right? What does a loss do in this situation? What does a win do in this situation? Because I do think that there is something to be said about now when you start to see – I don't care who it is, right? Listen, you could be going up against the Kansas City Chiefs, the New England Patriots, uh, uh, with Tom Brady and all of that. When you start to see those injuries mount up, how the injuries are mounting up in Cleveland. And again, right, like you look at – hold on, let me see if I can pull up this tweet. Um Because somebody literally laid out pretty much all the injuries that have taken place. And there's probably some missing now because every time I refresh, right, there's a new injury in Cleveland. Um, Here it is. So this is the season-ending injuries, right? Uh, Jacob Phillips, JaKeen Grant, Michael Woods, Jack Conklin, offensive tackle, Nick Chubb, running back, Jed Willis, Deshaun Watson, Rodney McLeod, uh, Dwan Jones, Maurice Hurst. Uh, you have to add, um, who am I missing? Denzel Ward uh, just got added to that list. Now, he might not be out for the season. If they can make the playoffs, he could be good to come back. Juan Thornhill has almost missed time. Marquise Goodwin has also missed time, right? Like, there's so many names just on the season-ending injury list. Of course, we talked about the list of guys who are on IR or or who are, uh, you know, just limited or DNPs in practice this week. When you have a team like that, all those names I just listed, if you go in there and lose – that's, that's bad. You're talking about changes being made. You're talking about the narrative completely flipping because your team is coming in. Chicago Bears come into this relatively healthy.
1: You know, technically, man, they they should be able to cook Flacco. Like he doesn't they should be able
0: to kill Flacco. He doesn't
1: move. And I mean, looking at how they got Jared Goff, Jared Goff has thrown like three, four interceptions. Like I think both games against yeah. uh, the Lions, uh, yeah. the Bears. If this defense is cooking out with Yannick going out, hopefully Demarcus Walker, his production is pretty much the same. Cause, you know, I, I hate to see that uh I hate Yannick that he went out with a broken ankle. Like, uh, uh, you know, uh, prayers out to my man. That that's unfortunate because no one, you know, wants a broke. That hurts. <laughs> I had a broken ankle a long time ago. Yeah. No fun.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But and
0: you didn't have to come back and try to play football
1: again. <laughs> no, I did. Well, if you paid me a whole bunch of money, I, 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 I I'd figure it out. <laughs> I I'd, I'd, I'd be back. Um. Uh, yeah, I think that um. We, our defense should be able to dominate this team. So it's more about getting opportunities again, like they yeah. did against Detroit. Can they capitalize on this? So now it's on Getze, in my opinion, or working with Fields. Like, what will be interesting is let's just say that the narrative that's been out there is that Getze and Fields don't necessarily get along. Right. Um, it's more like, look, we're locked in together. Because it's for the, honestly, for the best of the team that Getze's still here. That means that you Fields have doesn't to have to read. He huh? doesn't have to learn another offense. Yeah. Now, Lance has
0: been saying that too.
1: Now, from a business standpoint, you keep Getze, you move on for Fields because then you don't want to necessarily have to pay him in two years. You can do this in five years, right? Or yeah, basically five years. So you got two and years. Getze is years.
0: a guy that's more like what he wants. You draft a quarterback ex- that fits Luke Getze, whatever it
1: is. Right. right? So I mean, yeah. it, I would just hope. If that's why it's such a, this is such an interesting puzzle of how this team is going to work out. But the point is that they made an evaluation for Fields. It maybe they missed on C.J. Stroud because they did, or like they said, we'd have to be blown away to make this move. And we they got, weren't looking for C.J. They weren't because yeah. we're gonna. We think that we have something in Fields. I hope that they have something that they like Fields and they want him to succeed, and so he can do what he has to do.
0: When you look at the flip side right now, man, I mean, you're you're missing Jaquan Brisker listed as questionable. Bears injury report did come out. I don't know if I talked about this yet. Uh, Jaquan Brisker listed as questionable. He was limited today in practice. Uh, he's got that groin injury that I believe did happen in practice. Uh, Dylan Cole was a full go. Uh, DJ Moore is a full go today, but he's questionable as well. That is a major difference. But... DJ Moore and Jaquan Brisker listed as questionable to me is like Alex Caruso listed as questionable. Um, He's playing, right? Like you're going to have to cut off somebody's leg for them to not go out there. Questionable is just the designation that they have to give you. I'd be very surprised if we didn't see one of them on the field. But even with that being said, right, like, you look at the – I mean, it's a, it's a CVS receipt on the other side of the field. <laughs> like, the injury report's a CVS report, a CVS receipt. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? like You got $5 off coupons, $10 off coupons. You got buy one, get one, freeze on there. Like there's so many things on the other side. I think that a loss in this situation, you're sitting here struggling. having you – know, the last three weeks of the season, we're going straight to draft breakdown because now, one, you're missing the playoffs. You're – Cannot play with them you're to me in a situation where um the the question on the quarterback is okay you came in with all of these injuries on the other side and you still weren't able to take advantage of that 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 could be a problem depending on how the game plan looks if we see 16 screens I'm looking dead at Getzy what the heck are you doing because I think there will be a lot of blitzes in this game probably not to Minnesota's level but the dial of pressure because you're missing so much pressure on that defense right like well, maybe I, I think there's a lot that goes into if you lose. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at Flusse, right? And it depends on the outcome, right? If it's a 12 to nine game, I'm looking right at Getzey. I'm looking at Justin Fields. If yeah. it's a you know 25 to 31 game, I'm looking right at the defense and going, well, what the heck happened, right? Where was the consistencies when you weren't playing guys that were giving you the ball every other play?
1: Yeah, I I, I want to say that um, you know, hello. You play. We're playing to win, to win the, game, the game. Right. That's the hope. So I, I want to see some uh, i like to see some nice aggressive coaching to a degree of just playing to win. Like I, I look at the San Francisco Philly game like I love that it was two top teams. They're going at it. And San Francisco came out the victor because they punched them in the mouth. Like I want us to come out yeah. there to do that. Like this team is not that same team from the early in the year. Like you can afford. To come out and make a statement because technically Detroit is reeling. Yeah. Minnesota is is, is limping. They don't have, their quarterback has now come back down to earth. Yeah. Green Bay is n- they're who they were supposed to be, a middling team, but we got to take advantage of this. So the Bears, in my opinion, were supposed to either compete for a playoff spot, pie in the sky, they were supposed to go and maybe win their division. But at least it was supposed to be them two, in my opinion. Right. So now we're seeing this team look like the team that they're supposed to be. Come out and punch this team in the mouth. You know, put your throat, put your foot on their neck, and and you know. I was gonna say, put your what? Yeah, you know put, what I'm saying. Put, put your foot, throat. What? What? I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, put your yo. foot on their throats. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey man. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, I'm doing a lot over here, man. I'm trying, I'm trying to produce all this stuff, and you know. I just was wondering
0: point. where your throat was going, dog. I got nervous. <laughs> I
1: was like we're not on the breeze, brother. This is. This oh CSB yeah, you're right. Sorry. Brother. Ooh, yeah. You gotta hey. relax. Hey. My
0: God. Hey, you. Anyway. Oh, I brought him up to the big leagues. He let the ball go right through his legs. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I I'll be honest with you. And I think to the again to the flip point of this, right to the other side of this, you're looking at the draft now completely differently, completely different on a win. On a win, you're probably sitting here having a conversation not about who's the next quarterback of the Chicago Bears. You're having a conversation about okay, where what am I doing at left tackle? What am I doing at the center position? What am I doing? Uh, um, at the for the second wide receiver position, depending on right if Darnell movie Darnell Mooney sticks around or not, do I still try to get at uh, MHJ? Right, like I, I think then once you get through these three games, at least in my opinion, everybody else is going to be different because you're either with Fields, you're against Fields, and to me, I'm just with improving the team to a point where i could plug whatever quarterback i need in there cuz guess what justin fields is going to get hurt again it's football it's the nfl that's what happens to people in the nfl they get hurt well you, you want to build a team that no matter what the foundation is you can, you want to build the what was it the 49ers from the the, the 80s and 90s where you could just go well i guess we had our run steve what are you doing hey, you want to come in here and uh, get in on this steve you want you want to come play quarterback real quick oh right. look at that we want another super bowl
1: well, yeah, you once you build up the yeah I mean it's building up the infrastructure of your, of your squad, the O line D lines you know, um I would say let's just say that they don't win, they don't look like a competitive team, yeah. and it's on I think it's a you might you might in some instances have to clean house that's and a
0: huge indictment on everyone
1: if you if you have the chance it's in front of you, poll says, you know what i I've seen enough I don't think you can get us to the promised land. Um, and we can start over. His now, let's just say we we bring up my man from uh from Ann Arbor, and because your your thing was about you don't want to rebuild this defense. Well, what if they keep, get a coordinator? He has a coordinator where we want to keep this cover you can. too. You could find a he three might coordinator, he might be right. able to work with that, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just it's not what he's used, but yes, you can find a four three coordinator,
1: right? So I mean, the whole point is that what you want from your head coach is leadership. Preparation preparing your team to be able to win if flus can't do that over these next four games because it's literally in your lap to be able to do that, and they're actually all winnable games. At first, Cleveland is more like man, Seemed like a
0: mountain, yeah. Going at up first, Sean Watson, you're going up against this top defense, top defense in the NFL. How the heck are we fighting back versus that? Do we got the offensive line that can deal with that? Literally, I stopped, I told you, I stopped refreshing Twitter. Cause I felt like it was me. I refreshed Twitter three times today. Darius Garland went out with a, 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 a broken jaw. Um, uh, what's, the, what's the center? Evan Mobley, Mobley. had arthroscopic surgery, yep. and they lost their starting center in the on, on the Browns. Right? Like I'm done refreshing Twitter until this game is over. Cause at this point, I feel like it's me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. I, so I, I think that ultimately you have winnable games that you should if not you should be able to exert dominance if anything in these next four games but the defense has definitely done that now will the defense win in spite of Getzy with his play calling will he be able to call a good game will fields be able to execute that game plan i can't i can't blame necessarily fields if you throw 15 20 screens out there you know because you need True. the line to block if the, yeah. like you said if 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 certain guys aren't making key blocks, you're not getting. Well, that the goes
0: back to coaching and effort as well, right? And you're that, not that tricking, back
1: to that. right? And you're not tricking the defense. You're not being creative enough to outsmart the defense. Yep. So that goes to me. That implies everything with your coaching.
0: No, yeah, it's all about how this game plays out. I think we're doing a lot of overarching opinions, right? If you win, if you lose, we know this is a week-to-week league. Um, have the Chicago Bears improved hundred percent? You know what else is improved about the Chicago Bears? The talent on this team. You add in Montez Sweat. You add in Tremaine Edmonds. You add in TJ Edwards. Um, Jaquan Brisker taking another step to me in this season. 17 tackles last week. Absolutely insane. Ooh, should I pull up the roster? Absolutely. Insane. Oh, <laughs> you do have the roster? I think on I have the roster. No. See if you to pull that up, man, because that, that is a great graphic. It does have the Breeze logo on it, but to me, that is a great graphic to kind of talk about. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Actually, right, no. It, it, oh, it doesn't have the Breeze logo on it. Look at that. I like that. Am I correct? Um, yes.
1: Yes. So I have, yes. That's why I'm at the moment. Well, we're talking kind of Pro Bowl. What count cal- no, no, Cody Whitehair. But oh, I forgot the change. But there. interchangeable.
0: Okay. Lucas Patrick and uh, and Cody Whitehair, basically the same guy there. Um Yeah, I mean, like that's that's the part that's tough with that. It's like Lucas Patrick and Cody White here. It's the same. The right? It's pretty like, much yeah, the same. Thing. And the, the Reddit center is fine, but no, put that put the graphic back up. That's that's fine. Let's, let's let's take a look um, at that because I think that that does tell you kind of. All of the holes that you have on this team, right? Like, you see uh, uh, Yannick, he's going out now. Montez Sweat, you have him as Pro Bowl. Justin Jones, he's average. I'd say Billings is good, but I'm not upset at your assessment at that. Kyler Gordon, good. Jalen Johnson, good. Leaning towards Pro Bowl level. Tremaine Edmonds, good. TJ Edwards playing at a Pro Bowl level, right? Like, you see pieces starting to play out on this roster, that you feel really good about, and you're starting to see them move in the right direction. The question is, can Justin Fields get that gold, get that Pro Bowl level? The question is, can the offense as a whole continue to move in the right direction? Because I think, right, when we talk about Ryan Poles here, that changes how, what you do in this Cleveland game to me changes what Ryan Poles is planning for, because you know the draft breakdown isn't starting today, right? Like, it, it, it started weeks ago. He's already started looking at some of these guys. He's already been to some of these college games to break down some of these guys' tapes and what he's looking for, right? He probably did and this The question is, is, in the last three weeks, is he going to USC games? In the last three weeks, is he going to North Carolina games? In the last three weeks, is he going to LSU games? Now, Right? all you have left is the bowl games pretty much at this point, but what tape is he breaking down? What is he looking at? Because I think, to me, that changes drastically – If you win this game, because now Justin Fields, he he played pretty well in this. He did enough to get us a win. You're talking about now uh, since he's come back, have the Bears lost since he's been back?
1: Uh,
0: They had to. They lost one game. What game am I missing?
1: He came back against. No. Oh, they they, Detroit. Detroit. The first game
0: game he lost. (laughs) He played really well in that game. If he wins this game, you're talking about Justin Fields being four and one in your last five. He's led you to wins versus teams that we said this was going to be the tough part of your schedule. However that ends up playing out, right, however you end up looking at that where you say, oh, yeah, Cleveland dealing with injuries. Oh, you had this going on. You had this going on. You can't control how guys get hurt. You can't control what teams are going to be in it by the end of this thing. Guess what? Cleveland right now looks like a tough team. They still have an elite record at home. They they look like a team right now that's very beatable. They have a six and one record at home.
1: Yeah, but you can lose. That means they lost. They got they do have one. Loss. I
0: love that about you. He, he sees the. I say they have a six and one record. Joel sees the one, and he goes, uh, uh, "He's a
1: man. He can bleed. He can bleed. <laughs> no one makes me bleed my own blood." Yes. <laughs> no, they can lose. I mean, it's any given Sunday. Yeah. And this team is the Bears are trending up. The yeah. defense they are trending up. The defense to me is legit. I mean, I'm dude. I mean, remembering... Franco
0: beating you would hurt me,
1: though. Re, but remembering... I mean, just because we are familiar with this cover to defense, and we were... I mean, the Tommy Harris with Mike Brown, like, for a few games before each they got hurt, yeah. that defense was insane. Yeah. And we're starting to see glimpses of this dominance of a defense. Yeah. So I'm just excited to see some other... When we get some more D-line help, maybe, maybe just one more linebacker to a degree. But other than that, I like our safeties. I mean, we... What hey, if we move Tyreek to free, to free d- safety? Because, I mean, he's oh. aggressive. He can tackle. They say he's handsy.
0: <laughs> he is very handsy. This guy gets after it. My favorite thing about that Detroit game, too, was that it felt like um, they were trying to – like when Jerry Goff got in a third and long situation, he was like, just throw it towards Tyreek if so you can get a PI flag on him. And he played it perfectly every time. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. I thought it was elite. Um but they just getting better. I don't I don't know about moving them to safety. I think because here's the thing I don't want to do, which which is what the bears always do. Um this guy looked really good right there. Let's see if he also looks really good right there. Well, and then they move him there and then they go, "Well, we got to test him out there for the season. We can't just put him there for a couple of games." Well, it's more yeah, I mean like that is the that's the Kyle uh Kyle Long equation, right? Kyle Long came in as what? a, a left guard
1: he was – And
0: then all of a sudden he was everything. He was a left tackle. He was a right tackle.
1: was Tevin Jenkins.
0: A, he was a center. Yeah, it, it's Tevin it's Jenkins. It's Tevin Jenkins. I want to have guys that when they show you that they're a pro bowler or a really good player at one level, you let them continue to grow at that level. You draft for that. You got to draft a free safety next year.
1: Well, okay. But my point is that depending on where we are in terms of development, yes, if we can. But then again, he that because you're looking at that type of role, like strong safety – that's more about Locked tackling.
0: Up. Locked up. That Who is about – no, but
1: good. I'm saying but the position of a strong safety. I yep. mean, that's tackling. I mean, my man Jaquai 17 tackles. 17 tackles. Not, I'm not looking for that for my free safety. That's they're also they're roaming.
0: He can't get, that's also because we we aren't getting a – we're not getting a, enough pressure for him to just play the only free safety role. But my or po- the, the strong safety But role. my
1: point is that a, a strong safety in this type of defense, John Lynch, a Mike Brown type yep. of guy, they're tackling machines. Yep. That, we have one of those. But a free safety, roaming safety that can actually play safety in terms of a safety net, um, maybe he could play that. If not, I'm not pushing for it. I'm just saying we have—he's talented enough that we took him in the second, second round. round. Yep. Most—he's—he's
0: he's, he's, by the way also a part of the DJ Moore first round pick trade.
1: Yes, he is. <laughs> and you—you've you've gotten more talent, but you typically get your starters in the first and second round. Yep. So that's my point. If you keep Jalen Johnson, who's worked out. You don't want to keep this guy necessarily as a as a nickel. Yeah, I think he's enough You he might you might be able to move him, because Jalen has stepped up if you pay him. So that's all I was bringing that out because it's it's easier to probably fill that role and get this team to really competing for next year.
0: Yeah, and and I think here's the thing, right? Especially when you look at to me, um, when you look at a Ryan Poles Ryan Poles' last couple of drafts, right. You're talking about multiple, multiple, hear me, multiple starters in each draft. That means you're doing something right. Darnell Wright, of course, in the first round last year. Tyreek Stevenson, uh, Javon Dexter, and Zach Pickens both developing. Roshon Johnson seen a ton of time. Tyler Scott has seen a ton of time on the field. Terrell Smith has stepped in and done an excellent job at DB when – uh, um um uh, Tyreek Stevenson was down when Jalen Johnson was down. Um you you've kind of seen uh, of course Kyler Gordon Jaquan Brisker Bayless Jones in there right it's that's tough. That's tough. I mean Bayless. Um even Tyler Scott is tough right now wide receiver every every GM has that position that I always question can they draft it? Yeah right now it's wide receiver. Right yeah. now I'm a little nervous on the wide receiver market with uh with, with Ryan Poles, although George Pickens caused a lot of issues out there in uh in in, in Pittsburgh. So Well, he uh,
1: did get DJ Moore. He
0: did get DJ Moore, Where's he got that job? in the trade, didn't draft that guy. He knew that guy was successful already. <laughs> I love that, right? Maybe he's our Keyshawn Johnson for the Super Bowl. Uh, but well you the thing even is even in the fifth round, right? Braxton Jones.
1: That's not a that's not a um That's not a miss. No, no, that's a pace pick. That's not a polls pick. Braxton Jones, a Ryan polls pick.
0: Is Braxton he? Jones is last year. He's only been in the league two years. I
1: thought he got uh he's been two
0: years? I he's thought he's only he, been in the league two years. He was a rookie last year. Oh, well, that's why. That's, me. That's, that's, oh, that's, why, that's why your hate of him is always sixty percent of the time. I'm right every time. That's like, why your hate of him of is always the time.
1: Thrown. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so, I mean, listen. I'm still could do
0: Listen. Do I think that there are better players sense. coming out in the draft this year? One hundred percent. But what I will season. say, you still playing it sixty percent of the time. <laughs> it works every time. Is it, is it on repeat? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. We got. you okay? Are you all right? No, I'm good. You good? Yeah, right. He overproduced. Uh... But no, right? Like I look at that. Even the fact that Jatir Carter was in the ninth, was in the uh, seventh round last year. Jatir Carter has been a guy who has stepped in and started multiple games this season, and has shown you success at right tackle and at right guard. Elijah Hicks has stepped in, right? Like Trenton Gill, I guess your punter. I don't know how you feel about the punter right now, but you've seen Ryan Poles be able to go out there and make really good selections as far as draft selection. He's been hitting. He's been hitting. And I can't, I can't say that one way or another, win or lose versus this Cleveland team, that I'm worried about the decision making he's gonna make going into the draft. I really am. Even if it is, we're gonna let Justin Fields go. We're gonna move on from fluce We're gonna, we're gonna reset this whole thing. He's built up enough equity in my book that it is in Ryan Poles we trust. Yeah. Because to me, the misses aren't massive. Bayless is a big miss. But it's not a massive miss. What's he, a third I look round at the pick? Chase Claypool second round pick that you traded for him. That sucks. That's you a miss. you know what? Montez Sweat, second round pick you traded for him. That's, that's a, a hit. Win. Yeah. Is was Velas
1: a third round pick?
0: Vale's a third round pick. Okay. That's a miss.
1: It's yeah, it is disappointing. I
0: mean, his biggest misses since he's been here.
1: He tried to get Ogan Joby and he he
0: Valus is his biggest miss. But even Ogan Joby to me is not a miss because Ogan Joby, he fails it. Right. To me, Ryan Poles would have been a guy that you or Ryan Pace would have been a guy that he says, well, I can't be embarrassed by this. So we'll just bring him on. We'll work through the injury and he'll be here. How do I know that? Because we had guys that we traded for that missed massive amounts of time. And we were like, where is this guy? And you traded for a player that was hurt. Who was it? It Was was it was it um, was it Robert Quinn?
1: Who do we trade? We traded for somebody who literally didn't play like the first four or five weeks we had him. You could be right with Quinn. I think but it's he Robert came Quinn. on. The, but then the next year he came on. He, he came on. He, he played well. He, right. All he, he came from Dallas, and um, yeah, I think he missed a few games. I the few games in the beginning of the of the. But 20- then,
0: but no, remember? Then he started playing, and he was still horrible.
1: Yeah, then the or next year. Or maybe we year, signed
0: him. Maybe we signed him. and, and
1: He came off injury from yeah, Dallas, and I yeah. think we signed him.
0: And he wasn't healthy. I, yeah. I believe that is how it went. But, like, I think that Ryan Pace would have just said, I, I can't look bad on this. I signed him already. Took, it's already out there. Was, Boom, here we go. I think
1: it was more about desperation. Uh, like, there's not a necess- But
0: Poles still went to him, and he's like, we can't sign you.
1: But I think, You're too, not going to pass. That doesn't. A lot of times, though, like you're paying when you sign free agents, typically, I mean, like big free agents, you're 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 paying for the lack of your talent in terms of how you drafted. Yeah, because now you got to overpay. And so, you know, at that time, I think with how Pace was building that team, I mean, technically, I mean, he needed defensive players to fit that scheme. Uh, he did good. I mean, he hit a home run with Akeem Hicks, for example. He put a, he he pushed everything in for Khalil Mack because Leonard Floyd did not become the guy that he needed him to be. Yeah, you know, so like you got to do this. So Robert Quinn, you know, you're taking fly. Yeah, I think they took a fly. No, they didn't take a fly. They had a decent contract. But anyways, I think with poles, he's hitting more. First of all, he's he has to turn over the pace team. Yeah. Then you got to deal with bringing some guys. I did that guys. one
0: year pretty much.
1: Pretty much. I mean, he signed some free agents that haven't necessarily pan Just out. Just Cole. Well, Lucas Patrick didn't necessarily. Oh, you're
0: talking about that.
1: His, his yeah. moves, you know. His you're sp-
0: offensive line moves right now. A little nervous on the free agent. But they,
1: well, I mean, he could have overpaid for McGlinchey he didn't do that. Yeah, that's true. He yeah, could have. He's been very, I think he's been very prudent and he's been disciplined. He's also been a, the right amount of a, a aggression yet disciplined at the same time. Like, I like. Pace because he was an aggressive GM that we hadn't had because Jerry Angelo was not aggressive. It was like he don't make any moves, doesn't really move up.
0: Well, I think that also went to the fact that uh, uh, you know Ted Phillips was kind of just very like, no, we're not doing that, right? Like we were gonna get the highest paid head coach in the NFL. Now, granted, it was Nick Saban, it didn't work out. That was terrible. I don't know, but we were gonna go get the highest paid head coach in the NFL. Ted Phillips said no. We were going to, if I'm not mistaken, right, when were we going to move up and go get a uh, 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 one of the – what's the quarterback draft where well, all the quarterbacks came out? We we're going to move up and get a QB. Who, well,
1: 03? Like, I want to uh, say oh three, right? talking about Eli Manning, when Manning and Roethlisberger and Rivers. All of them.
0: Wasn't there, wasn't there something with all of that?
1: I don't remember And him then, like,
0: that. Phillips was like, no, nah, we're not doing that. that
1: I, like, I can't speak to Like, I think that, that there
0: was a leadership issue in there as well that also went to that being – the mindset of your team in the
1: long run. You know, it reminds me of, like, I used to work with this individual. I've, I've, I've heard in, in, the, in the, my old companies where, like, cert, you get CFOs, for example. Yeah. And they, the joke is, like, they balance, the, the, they balance the, the company like they balance their home checkbook. You know, like we're talking about big time. We're talking about millions of dollars, yeah, million dollar corporations. And you bring
0: them a five hundred dollar day and, and you're, like, hey, yo, you're managing
1: this team like you're balancing your checkbook. It's like you got to see a little bit higher, bigger than that. Yeah. And so it's going to be very interesting to see what Kevin Warren's in, input is on. Like, go get the guy we need because this is a big. This is big money. We're talking about stadiums. If they build a stadium, you got to put a good product out here, right? I mean, people. We already know the Bears fans are going to come and support. Just like the Cubs, and they've been making money forever. Uh, but it would be nice that hey, we want to guarantee that we can generate the money that we need to get this stadium. We want to. We want to get. We want it. We'd love to host a Super Bowl here. I mean, but whether that happens,
0: gotta put a dome up.
1: No, I know. I want a dome. I, wanna, I dome. I want to, I definitely want a dome. I want a dome. I'm I'm fine with them we going to Arlington. I think it makes sense to make a campus. Uh, but the idea, this is we are talking about big, big money, big business. This is a product that we got put out here, and we can't look at it like we used to back 20 years, 30, 40, 50 years ago.
0: Yeah, I mean, the sad part is, right, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, I feel like we all looked at it, or or the the team was looked at the same way. But, hey, man, uh, we want to know how you guys feel, man. What does a win or loss do for Justin Fields? Matt Eberflus, Luke Getzey, and, of course, Ryan Pohl's decision-making. Let us know in the comments below. We do, we'll be down there talking with you guys as well. As always, it's your boy Pat, the designer, joined by the super producer Joel Holt in the building. Big shout-out to my brother coming through here and uh, and, and rocking with me on uh, the Chicago Bears podcast. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. Leave that five-star review. Y'all know what they're doing. As always, bear down Chicago. Y'all stay safe out there. We'll see you guys uh, Monday to uh, react to a win or a loss versus the Cleveland Browns. And, of course, we'll be live over on the Post-Post Game Show But Jeff Miller and me and Jason McKee. i stay here with the Chicago